from the PSIA AASI Mobile Studios at Keystone Lodge. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. We've got a great guest for you right now. Andrew Lockerbie is all the way over here from Scotland. That's right, yeah. What the heck are you doing at Fall Conference in the U.S.? This is a great opportunity for us to uh, um, share information between each other. We, uh, um, a few years back, um, we, we were working with Eric Shackleton. We've been using <coughs> excuse me, the, the PSIA um, adaptive manual as for, for our own system in, in, in Britain. And, um, and really since Ashwire, we, we, we were following you, particularly on the adaptive side, on the, uh, we were interested to see how you guys were showing adaptive working alongside and the same progression as your Alpine. And once we started getting into discussions, um, you guys were interested to see how we had um, moved our professional qualifications and matched them to academic qualifications with the University of Edinburgh. And so we're here this, this week to support um, the guy that did started at the University of Edinburgh, Pete Allison, and he's now at Penn State University um, and looking at doing the same alignment line alignment process for you guys so that, that you can try and get consistency across all of your disciplines across all of your divisions and i so, love psia aasi is i mean it's really uh, uh symbiotic we're learning from basi well we're learning from each other exactly. uh, and it's sharing that that information and Interski is, uh, has been a, an umbrella body that, that's, uh, that's allowed us to every four years to get, to get together, but every four years is a long time. So um, we, we came to this conference last year. Your uh, Dave Shulin and, and um, Jeb have been to our courses and, and seen our trainers uh, training, uh, which is like your examiners and national team guys. And, uh, and so we've been, been able to share ideas of, 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 of what we're doing and, and what you're doing. And just to digress a little bit, yeah. BASI, British Association of Snow Sports Instructors. Yeah. And what is your position? Okay, yeah. My name's uh, Andrew Lockerbie. I'm the, the CEO, but I've been teaching skiing for 35 years. I've been a BASI member uh, for most of that time. I've been a, 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 a trainer, an examiner for BASI for 27 years. I've just this year stopped uh, being, being that examiner because it's a little bit of a conflict when the boss is out there with everybody. And so everyone looks to you and wants to get the, the answers from you where we, we, uh, we learn and develop from each other. And, and so um, it's, uh, there is no, there's no hierarchy in that. Um, now so wait, you've been teaching for 35 years. Yeah. You look like you're 40. Well, thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, with, with, with that has come a lot of experience. I've been to a lot of interskis where we've been able to, to, to share ideas. Um, interski is made up of um, uh, three uh, um, pillar associations, the ISIA, which is the International Ski Instructors Association that looks after professional instructors. It's made up of uh, the IVSI, which looks after a club, amateur instructors um, that work generally at weekends but have long-term relationship with their club members and IVSS which is the International Federation of Schools and Colleges which does um, a lot of research work and when we were speaking earlier one of the universities in Edinburgh has done some some work on on ourselves 
uh, well, on the, the whole industry. And uh, Britain was seen as the second highest exporter of snow sports enthusiasts in the world. Germany is number one, but most Germans go to Austria each weekend. So Britain is the highest exporter throughout the world of snow sports instructors. Uh, we only have 6,000 uh, members of BASI, uh, but they, those 6,000 members work in 38 countries throughout the world. That blows me away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to give you an idea of value, um, France, their national economy, snow sports is worth 9 billion euro, and Britain is worth 2 billion of that euro, but we are only 1% of their their workforce so we're, we're not looking to take over the world with our instructors what we're trying to do is help um, countries ski schools resorts uh, understand the British culture and how they can attract that British market which is obviously highly valuable and that to me was very interesting when we were talking before <laughs> we started this interview um, tell us about the cultural differences um, when people go in and their expectations of a ski lesson. Well, this was, lesson. yeah, well, well, this actually came from America. So to, to give you an idea, back in 1990, um, I worked in, in Vail and uh, the inter-ski at that time was in St. Anton. And uh, I traveled from Vail with over 300 Americans on a plane to go to St. Anton and they, to, to, um, to, to share information, get information. The Americans were there to get information. And while we were there, the director of Vale Resorts, the ski school, uh, told me that they would employ the whole of the British team to come back in order to work in their ski school. And the reason for that was that the, in Vale, there was a lot of instructors from all over the world. And what they were trying to do was to, to educate themselves, to understand the different cultures around the world in order that they could um, attract markets from around the world. So we talked earlier about um, France and, and, and the Americans would ask the French instructors that were working in Vail, why, why do you just do follow me? Well, in France, the culture is that they're given a, a task, uh, an activity to do, and they won't move on until the next activity. So the instructor will be very clear about what they want them to do, and then they will just ski them or ride around the mountain until they've actually got it. And that's what the client will expect. So if you kept stopping that client and giving them feedback, the client would get frustrated. So the, what you perceive as follow me is what the client desires is, I want practice at this, and my instructor will know when I've, when I've got this and, I'm, and I can move on to the next thing. And that's what a French client would want. The British clients um, we talked about is, is they're very discerning. They, you know, if the lift's open at 8.30 and they close at 5, they'll be on the first lift, they'll be on the last lift. If the lesson starts at 2 and it finishes at 4, they'll be expecting to ski for that full two hours. But they'll want constant feedback and, and just a, a reassurance that they're actually getting it. So if you're actually teaching a British client, you've just got to come up with lots of activities to do the same thing. Okay, in order that they feel like they're not getting bored, you're giving them feedback, you're giving them things to do. And, and, and obviously, you know, that, that gives you an example of two different cultures. And there's so many different cultures out there, and I think how large the United States is, and our different regions, and you know, the South, Southeast, 
is there cultural variation there in, in people's expectations? Any idea? Well, well, there seems to be, and there are also cultural differences even between the snow sports schools and what the products they'll offer. So, so, so. so in our system, we, 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 we do not teach our, teach our instructors to be prescriptive, that they don't teach in one way. They need, to, they need to understand that there are different types of learners. They have different teaching uh, styles. They understand there's, there are people be at different learning phases, or whether they're, they're, they're just starting out or whether they, they've got acquired skill and they need to move on. So, so our, our instructors uh, are trained with lots of tools that will actually allow them to adapt to whatever that culture of whether it's a national culture or whether it's a, a snow sports schools culture or a different teaching system. So in, in for example, in Italy um, and Austria, France, they will be very prescriptive about the teaching progression that they're going to do because it will be based around their market needs. So, so, so they will go, the French want to learn like this, this is how you will teach the French and they'll be very prescriptive about it. We can't do that because our instructors, as I say, we export them. Um, so we, we also um, uh, uh, criticized, I suppose, for being quite expensive and the reason for that is, is in America your system works that a lot of the training can happen within the snow sports school and the assessment is then done by uh, PSIA, AASS, AASI, so, so they, do, they do, do the exams where with us we have to train them on a course and then assess them uh, you know, at the same time. So, so, the, so the, the candidates are, are paying for the training and the assessment, however the, the, they are being trained as we've talked about, to deal with multiple cultures. So getting back to Interski, that's really an opportunity for different cultures to share knowledge with each other. Yeah, and it's, and it's then it's understanding, rather than um, being critical of, you know, why somebody, why one nation does it one way and one nation does it another, it's starting to understand why. Why do they do that? Not only how do they do that, it's also why do they do that? And, uh, and, and once you get the idea is, is that they're, they're trying to match different marketplace needs, then, then you know, it, that's really good for business because then you can understand, right, okay, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be um, just delivering to one type of client. I've got to deal with a multitude of different clients, not just from one country, but from all over the world. Now, Andrew, you're actually here for multiple reasons, not just fall conference. Yeah, we're, we're also here to, to try and um, get, get work, see if there's work opportunities for our BASE members to come and work in the snow sports schools. We have been contacted by some of the snow sports schools over here and we've been working with the NSAA um, uh, to, to um, make um, the, the H2B visa uh, more accessible to snow resorts that are interested in it. We have a, a jobs board. Uh, that's free to, to advertise on in, in Basie. So if there are snow sports schools that, that wish to, to get in touch, we can help them um, work through that H2B visa through your, your national association. Anything you'd like to add as we wrap up? Well, I'd just like to say thank you very much for, for inviting me out here again. And uh, we look forward to reciprocating and, and seeing your guys on, on our courses and doing a, a lot more of this in the future. Thank you very much. It's great to have the opportunity to chat with you face-to-face. -face. Been wanting to talk with you for a while. Thanks a lot, George. Thank you. From the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios at Keystone Lodge in Keystone, Colorado, at Fall Conference, I'm George Thomas.